Welcome to the Screen Presence Podcast, brought to you by Tape and the BFI. Hello, my name is Steve, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to this introduction episode of the Screen Presence Podcast, a show which aims to present stories and examples of how people are working differently in support of greater representation and opportunities within the screen industries. In this special episode, you'll be hearing from the inclusion team at the BFI about why we're making this show, who it's for, and what we hope to achieve. During our first season, we'll be presenting episodes which take in gender identity, neurodiversity, disability, filmmaking with young people from black and minority ethnic communities, and a two-part episode looking at mental health. I'll be joined for each episode by a different co-host who has a link or awareness around the theme of the show, and together we'll be having conversations with people working across the screen industry about the work they do and the way they're looking to promote positive change and greater opportunities. There'll be more from me at the end of the episode, but let's head over now to my conversations with Jen, Mel, Yare and Neelan from the BFI, where we talk about our ideas and hopes for the show. So my name's Jen Smith and I'm Head of Inclusion at the British Film Institute. And this was a new role for the BFI in about 2017, where it's been really exciting, actually, to draw together several strands of work so not just looking at imagery and representation on screen which is really important as imagery is so persuasive but also looking at leadership and creativity behind the camera and the wider influence that we have politically and societally so it's a really interesting hybrid role with lots of things um, to do. Hi, I'm um, Mel Hoyes. I am the Industry Inclusion Executive at the BFI. Um, a job title that is a mystery to most of us, but means essentially I do, I deputise for the head of inclusion, um, looking a lot at what the industry is doing in terms of diversity and inclusion and trying to increase um, representation in front of and behind the camera. So that's a lot of data and research, um, talking to people, kind of uh, advocacy in this work, presenting around what we do, uh, trying to get people on the same page and work in partnership with great people doing good work to try and and bring that work into the sector. I'm Yare Igihon and essentially I am the Inclusion Partnerships and Events Exec at the BFI. I work in the inclusion team with Jen and Mel and essentially what I do is they do all the kind of heavy lifting with regards to kind of policy and data and I get essentially I'm minister of fun. So I essentially do all of the events where we go out into the world and try and persuade people or inform people about uh, work with regards to inclusion or actually go about the work of trying to be more inclusive. It kind of covers a wide gamut of sorts of stuff with regards to what the outputs look like, but it is essentially going out into the world and bringing the kind of the policy and the data and things to life, essentially. I think it's a short way of talking about it. So my name's Neelan Dharmadasa. I'm the Network and Inclusion Coordinator at the BFI. Um, for me, I think this this podcast has been set up for a very necessary reason, um, which is to increase the discussion about representation within the screen industries. Um, as the the podcast says um both in front of camera and behind camera i think that in front of camera it's a lot more um apparent to the wider public i think they see 
you know, the BAFTAs and the Oscars. And there's a, there's a, a bigger sort of uh, perspective on, oh, you know, there needs to be more difference on screen that, you know, I'd, uh, the reflection of what we see on screen, you know, that there does tend to be a difference to, to what we see in society. So I think that, that side of it, I think people are more aware of and naturally I think will be quicker to get on board with. I think the stuff behind the camera needs a bigger discussion um, because it's, I think there's a lot that needs to happen and there's a lot of um, issues that people might not be aware of unless they're uh, in the industry or know about the industry or know someone who works in the, in the industry so they can have these sort of nuanced discussions. One of the things that we really wanted to do as a team was to have more dynamic resources available to people and to really hear and understand examples of great practice in the screen industries where people are genuinely living inclusion through making space at the top table, giving people the skills and experience to go on and move about the industry in different roles. And I think culture is healthier the more voices that you will have included in it. And the way that we can really drive inclusion is learning from others. And we just came across so many production companies that said, you know what, I'd love to know what other people are doing. I'm really interested to hear people's lived experiences about what went well, where they felt things could have been done better, or, you know, just to have some inspiration, because I think sometimes we get in our groove and we have quite a linear perspective about what um, inclusion or progression might mean. And we don't think about all the ways that you can be really exciting and drive change in lots of kind of dynamic areas by just connecting with people outside your normal group. And, you know, through some of the relationships that I've made in the industry have been so critical and so important to the way I think, the way we drive our policy, the way we drive change across the industry, Um, you know, without having some sort of opportunity to connect with what others are doing and how they're doing it well, I think I think you can just maybe get stuck in a groove or just walk away completely and feel like, okay, I don't know how to do this and miss out on fantastic examples of things that are happening. And it's really important to do this in a freelance industry where we are perhaps a little less connected than in other industries. There is a lot of activity and the more that the BFI can get behind and amplify and use our brand to really promote what is great and what's already out there and be a source of inspiration, then I think that's actually a really kind of key part of our, our role as a team. We obviously get asked a lot of questions about how to do this work and what it means to do this work in practice. So there's a lot of talk um, and we're really kind of interested in action and how we can most usefully help the industry to come along on this journey. So we were super excited to talk to you, Steve, and, and um, knowing your work with tape uh, to really think about what that best practice looks like and how we can help people to see that this isn't an impossible journey to go on, that, that it can be achieved. We all need the opportunity to expose ourselves to different points of view to different life experiences if we're actually going to be more inclusive right one of the big kind of mistakes that you can make when you're trying to deal with inclusion is um 
make the mistake that you say, I understand a bit of the inclusion argument. I have a point of view, a life experience, and that therefore I understand all of inclusion, you know? So even when you're like, you know, you're one of those kind of underrepresented groups and you have real insight into your particular situation, that doesn't necessarily give you insight into all of the kind of different, um, myriad different um, uh, points of view or lived experiences. And so what I think a podcast like this, the, the point of it is that is to kind of give opportunity to uh, give up people opportunities to share those lived experiences and to benefit from the insight that comes from those lived experiences. So that's what I think the value of it. That's the point of it is that by, you know, the more you kind of get to kind of get into the weeds with people and really have a sort of a, get to kind of really hear their experience you know if you you layer lots of that on top of it, eventually you start to really un you know you start to gain a little bit of insight is oh now oh, that's my experience so and then you can then bring that to bear on your work and in your everyday and that's what i think that's the importance about inclusion and diversity work is that it's about a series of little decisions that everybody makes every day um that's how organizations or places become you know or systems or whatever it is that we're talking about that's how they become inclusive that's how they become diverse is through the tiny decisions and the tiny interactions that happen throughout those organizations every day well you know it's like um there's policy there's law about inclusion and about discrimination and everything but that in in and of itself isn't enough to kind of actually make things diverse actually make things inclusive you need to you know everybody kind of needs to live it to bake it into their their everyday into their all of their thought patterns and the ways that they deal with things and a podcast like this hopefully what happens is that if you kind of talk enough about this stuff and bring enough different points of view to bear you can give everybody the tools and the insight that they need in order to be able to live that way to you know to to walk the walk as opposed to just talking the talk do you think as well that there's um, an aspect to this where people people those people that are trying to access the industry who may need who do feel excluded um, need to hear these positive examples of how people are working differently to feel encouraged? Completely. I think I've found that through the connectivity we've driven, we've got a really, really active, chatty, gobby WhatsApp group of our deaf and disabled advisory group. And, you know, there's almost 40 creatives and industry professionals in that group now who are the chat is fascinating. And one of the themes that has really come through is where we've met individuals who have said, this is so great because I really feel part of something. And that connectivity and that, you know, I actually, you know, the amount of people who said I thought about giving up, you know, I felt like it was too hard. I couldn't see examples of where people really wanted me and my talent and, you know, I felt like I had to kind of leapfrog over so many different hurdles and barriers to somebody from an under underrepresented 
underrepresented background. But um, actually, this has really motivated me to see that there are people who are doing great work. There is space for my voice, my creativity, my ability in this industry. And I feel galvanized because now I have, you know, 39 other people telling me and sharing all this stuff. So I think the more that we drive connectivity through really dynamic resources like podcasts, like, you know, giving people a sense of, look, the industry's changing. It's quite a pivotal moment, actually. And it touches on the work we did with the Press Reset campaign about, look, if we are rebuilding our industry post-COVID, you know, rebuild it without the barriers that particularly affect deaf and disabled creatives and practitioners working in this space. Hope is is one thing that I've always sort of clung to when I was starting out in this industry because the fact that there is no... Uh, one way of doing it is both a positive and, and a negative. Um, it's positive because that means you don't have to follow a certain path and you have a level of freedom that you could, if you're not uh, a certain way or you're not, um, you know, you, you're not going to go down a certain path, then that doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to get to where you want to go. You just have to take a different route. The the negative side of it is because there is no one way of doing it, um, there's not a path to follow you can't say well that that's how that person did it because that way worked for him and therefore when you're starting out you don't have the advice you don't have the guidance you don't have the mentorship it's very difficult to to see the dream of where you want to be absolutely I think it can feel like uh, a really isolated industry you know as a, as a freelance industry people are often working um, on their own in different teams. Um, you know, if you're lucky enough to kind of have a team that you work with all the time, then great. But often you are trying to get into the industry on your own. It's not like other industries where, you know, you can kind of go into a group and stay with that group for five years and, and build a relationship. You know, you are um, self-sufficient. That's the, the sort of very nature of freelance. So I think any way in which we're able to build up a community, and I think podcasts are a great way to do that um you know they're easy to kind of tap into at any point of the day driving running whatever you're doing um so i think any way to build up that sense of community is really important in this industry because it can feel like quite a lonely place i think so and part of the hope um f for me around that with this podcast is that um people will feel um slightly encouraged to be uh to take risks and to um, and, and to challenge their sort of conventional ways of working and feel okay about trying stuff, um, having listened to uh, what what people have done and sort of take some learning away from other people. I think so, but I think it's also the perception of risk. So you know, risk and difference often get kind of muddied together as the same thing when they're not. And for me. Taking risks is all about what creativity is. That's what makes us dynamic. That's what makes us fresh. And the people that we pass over to work in our teams or our crews or on set today are our competitors of tomorrow. So we really need to reframe risk and turn it on its head because what you think is a risk is actually usually a missed opportunity to do something interesting, dynamic, exciting, connect more broadly, and, you know, there were good examples of that. I was talking to the director of My Feral Heart and she was talking about the adjustments that they put in place for the lead actor um, who has a learning disability. And she said, actually, those adjustments work really well for everybody. 
So that's what I do now as a director every time for everybody. So sometimes I think we make an assumption that doing things differently or putting adjustments in place involve a huge amount of cost or a really laborious or something that, you know, really difficult to do. When actually one of the reasons this podcast is going to be so insightful and really refreshing is there'll be examples that you can grab around what people are doing that only involve, you know, invited people to have a shift of mindset rather than some huge seismic investment or you know change of thought you know sometimes it's just about opening up your mindset and it's about creating those opportunities in a really dynamic way that will make the change if everybody did that you know 50 people just hired one person that they didn't know you know um you start to get those scale scalable changes within our industry yeah, I think that um, you know, there, there are, you know, these all of the, lots of these ideas are all tied together. You know, if you think about like, you know, um, certainly, particularly in the screen industries, you know, uh, diverse talent is considered more risky to kind of work with, or those ideas that maybe come out of those different lived experiences are considered more risky because they've been less exposed and and less. Um, uh, you know, less utilized for kind of building stories upon. So, you know, um, there's that. And there's also this whole idea of, um, you know, uh, the biases that people have, you know, so you kind of, um, it's, you get really caught up, you can get caught up in your own biases and kind of think, well, actually, I don't, I don't need, you know, I don't need these sorts of things or I don't need to kind of broaden out these sorts of ideas or whatever because they don't fit into something that I already understand and taking out, stepping outside of that experience maybe is, um, you know, there, there's, there's a sort of a, a kind of getting in, people start to get into areas that they, they don't feel comfortable in, that they know less about. This person is talking about something that I don't really understand. And so I've got no way of understanding if it's good or not. I can't judge. And therefore what I'm going to do is I'm just going to swerve the whole thing altogether and go for something that I, where I feel like I could, I've got more insight and more to offer and more to contribute. I don't see diversity and inclusion as a risk. Um, I think everything you do, uh, from what I understand about the production landscape and when you're recruiting people, and I've done a lot of recruiting, is, um, you know, it's you are always taking a risk on somebody when you bring them into your workforce or, you know, that's just the nature of it. You don't know them. You haven't sat down and had dinner with them. You don't, you know, you don't know who they are. They're presenting their best self to you. Um, so whoever at some point in everybody's career in the industry they've been given a shot um they've been given that opportunity it was their first time so for me the idea of risk um only seems to come up in when you're talking about underrepresented groups for some reason like that that seems to be the risk and it's sort of, I don't really understand that because I think everybody in the industry at some point would have had a risk taken on them to get to where they are so um, I like to to not talk about risk and talk about opportunity um, and and the sort of the, you know, the amazing opportunities that it brings to just get so many different voices and experiences in your team. You did touch on this just before, but um, could you say a little bit about the partnership between the BFI and TAPE uh, in producing this podcast? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's an absolute 
joy to work with you, Steve and Tape. You know, we've been well aware of your work before in and and um in trying to uh do this work and just you know physically taking the action to get people on set that might not normally be given an opportunity um and we we love that you know one of the joys of our work is is our partnerships and kind of working with people that are just doing this work um off their own back and showing that it can be done with you know two pounds fifty and the the crisp packet to do it and so you know we're always trying to find a way to support that because that to me feels like the most important thing is is that physical work of just just doing it and showing how it can be done and um, giving people opportunity and skills uh, in the field and um, so we applaud you for that and we're really excited to have your perspective on on the way the other people do that as well so no it's been it's been an absolute pleasure so we're going to end up with uh, a, a kind of library of episodes that's, that focus on specific areas of of um, supporting greater representation. And um, what are your kind of aims for, for for that library of of episodes, if you like? What are you hoping people are going to come to that and, and take away? Yeah, I, I, I hope that um, this podcast will bring a perspective that, the film and TV industry is not some scary, far away thing that you can be a part of as an audience member only. It's something that if you've ever wanted to be a part of it, I think now is the time more than ever to just go, do you know what? I'm going to go for it. And there is a place for you. I think that's really important to say there is a place for everyone in this industry not just, not just as an audience member, but as as someone who can contribute to it. I think that the avenues do need to be opened up. I think that there needs to be a little bit more acceptance. There needs to be less bullying, bullying and harassment. There needs to be less um, discrimination. And there just needs to be more of a discussion, more of an openness. And I think that starts with having a conversation, and that's why you know, podcasts such as this are, are so great because it invites people to have an opinion and let them know that their opinion is valid. I think often when we're talking about diversity and inclusion, it's really important to think about what that actually means. Um, it can often, especially in our sector, feel like this sort of blob of identities and um different people and kind of just like this mass of stuff that's really difficult to talk about and understand the complexities of what are you know people's identities are not singular um and I think to approach it in this way and kind of have this focus on each episode helps people to address those things um, and think about what that language looks like you know what the specificities of those experiences are and hopefully give them a richer understanding of of how to to come at this. I think anybody interested in diversity and inclusion in this industry but hopefully people that are working in the industry that are interested and want to move forward with the inclusion on their set um, and want to know how and kind of find tips and tricks and how to do that and, and sort of really think about how they can embed that into their practice. So I'd really like to see that kind of the best practice spread across the industry um, to really show the practical ways in which you can do this work. My thanks to Jen, Mel, Yare and Neilan for coming on the show and sharing their thoughts. We've almost finished recording the episodes for the first season and we can't wait to share them. 
The post-production is being worked on through project delivery at Tape, where we'll be using it as a live brief to support a group of people from a self-advocacy project to gain skills and experience in all aspects of podcasting and audio production in order to develop their own podcast projects. We really want to get these positive stories and ideas out into the world, so please do subscribe to the podcast, share it with friends and colleagues, and help us spread the word. My thanks to all our guests and co-hosts who've helped to develop the shows for season one, and if you'd like to take part in the show, please do drop me a line using the links in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back very soon with episode one of the Screen Presence podcast. Podcast.